Hey everyone, thank you for tuning in to another episode of our podcast. In this new series, we will be talking about purpose. Did you know you were made for this? You might be wondering, made for what? Keep listening and you'll find out. Hey guys, it's Alex here and uh, thank you so much for joining us again on uh, on another next podcast and um Today is a really special day because we begin our new uh, series and um, it's uh, it's called Made for This. And basically it has to do with one of our principles, which is um, how we are uh, we are made with a purpose. We are people with purpose. And um, obviously our pastor is very, very, um, uh, how could you say this? He's very... Uh, He's a very passionate person when it comes to purpose. Um, God has put it in his heart to to even write a book regarding um, being able to find your purpose and being able to intentionally look for your purpose. Um, and for me, that book has just been a huge blessing. It, that's actually what allowed for me to find my own purpose and to discover why I was made into this world. Um, but today, uh, I'm filling in because uh, we did have some uh, issues when it came to recording, but um, thankfully I do have the full message here written out and I can go ahead and uh, describe to you guys what was spoken at the end. If you feel like this message has touched you, if you feel like this message has brought light into your world, then um, we'll have a uh, recording of the ministry moment that happened um, so that you yourselves can have that um have that prayer and have that blessing and have that covering uh, placed over you guys as well at the end of this recording. So um, right away, you know, we can jump in and then we talk about purpose, right? And I'm sure that we all have many definitions of what purpose is, but um, one that is uh, pretty easy to follow and pretty simple, but still very impactful is that um, purpose is the reason for which something is done or created or for which something exists. So in other words, it is the meaning or the reason for your existence, right? <clears throat> and it's really important right off the bat to get this definition correct because if you don't understand what purpose is, you might think that anything in this world is your purpose, right? If you're good at playing basketball, if you're good at um, playing an instrument, or if you're good at singing, or if you're good at arts, or if you're good at writing, or math, or science, you know, if you're good at any of these things, obviously, um, you might think, oh, well, pff, that's what I'm good at, so that's obviously why I was created. But the real thing is that um, everybody can do that, right? The, the, the purpose is for which only one person can can take into uh can 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 finish right that their their purpose um let me let me clarify that um purpose is something that you are made with that only you can take uh to the grave or, or can can finish on this world you get me um in uh and in, in, in our talk and and you'll hear pastor mention it at the end but he mentioned somebody called miles monroe and uh, how he states that all the riches in the world are found in graves, 
because in graves are where you find books that weren't written, plans that were never executed, uh, ideas that were never formed, and um, so many uh, valuable ideas and thoughts that were never taken to uh, the real world or given to the real world. Um, and that all lies behind purpose because the sad truth is that many people in this world never discover their purpose and never understand that when it comes to purpose, you have to figure it out in this world and you have to execute it in this world. So it's a lot to do, but once it's finally done um, through the help of guidance, of mentoring, of even your own personal journey of being intentional with your time with God and seeking your purpose, um, that is when you will be able to discover it and fully live to your best, right? Um, as you guys say, right, you want to live your best life, find your purpose. That's number one, right? Um, in Proverbs, we can actually see that um, that this is something that is also important to God's own heart. This is something that he himself understood that was necessary. And in Proverbs 16, 4, we find that it says, The Lord made everything for a purpose, even the wicked for an evil day. So that already tells you the importance because if even evil people, evil beings, evil entities know that they have to have a purpose, that they have a reason for living, how much more important is it that sons and daughters of God understand their own purpose? You get me? It's it's a scary thought, but I'm pretty sure that Satan knows exactly what he was created for. And the truth is that we need to know exactly why we're created for. You see, it, it, it it's not right that the enemy knows more about his own purpose than we do. And that's why it's so important for us to always be looking, to always be on 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 the ready, right? And once you do find that purpose, it's important to keep on following through with it and keep on pers uh, pursuing it and keep on practicing it, right? Um, but again, it all falls down to how much of your purpose do you want to seek? You know, how much is it that you are willing to um, look for it, right? Um, so understanding, right, that purpose is such a big deal in the Father's heart, then we can go to the importance of it. And um, Pastor makes a very beautiful and simple um, three point, like three points, I guess here. Um, and and it's it's uh, it talks about the three most important days in your life. Now the first one is the day that you are born. The day that you're born is when God has introduced you to the world. God has said, go my son, go my daughter, and be who you are meant to be, right? And it's beautiful because we know that God has created us with this purpose just as we previously read. So we know that from the day that we're born, right, we already have a purpose. And and you'll see how this goes into the next uh, the next. Um, uh, quote from the Bible or verse from the Bible that that connects this idea, right? So the first day or first uh, first most important day of your life is when we're born, when we're introduced to this world, to to cause a change, to cause a difference, to make a difference. 
the second most important day is when you're born again, right? Because we know that life um, and this world in general begins to corrupt us, right? We're born into this world, right? As babies, it's not being able to fend for ourselves. It's not understanding. But as the world goes turning and as time keeps on ticking, we become more corrupt, right? Our friends, our influences, even our family sometimes, generational curses, sin in general, right? We begin to, to experiment with that and we begin to, to understand that um, naturally what we, or, or you know, if, if somebody, for somebody that doesn't know Christ, right? Naturally, that's just living for them. But as you go understanding the harms that sin does for you and the harms that those influence, influences do for you, you begin to realize that there needs to be a, a cleansing. There needs to be <clears throat> a rebirth. And that's why the second most important day is when you're born again. And, and for those of you guys that don't know what that means, it's when you finally meet Christ, right? When you finally have that encounter with Jesus, um, whether if it's through a moment of worship, through a moment of prayer, through a moment of um, deep and thoughtful meditation on on who this person of Jesus was, but um, when you finally understand who this person is and how much of him you need on a daily basis, that is when you take the decision to be born again and, and you make that commitment of saying, Christ, I recognize that I am a sinner. I recognize that without you, I'm lost. I recognize your sacrifice for me and for all of my sins, past, present, and future. And I decide to believe in you and believe in the power that there is in the name of Jesus Christ. Um, and then the beautiful thing is that on the final third day or the third most important day of our lives is the day in which we finally discover why we were born or what um, what you're born for, right? Um and it ties all into that initial one, right? Because the first day of when you're born, right, you understand, or, or now you can understand that you're born with meaning. You're born with a purpose. You're born with something inside of you that only you can bring to this world. God chose you specifically to change something in this world and something that only you can change. I cannot do other people's purpose and other people's pur uh, other people cannot do my purpose for living in this world. Um, and, <clears throat> and, and with that being said of the third day being, uh, the third most important day, sorry, being uh, the day in which we discover why we're born. And we find that in Jeremiah 1, 5, uh, it says that before I created you in the womb, I knew you. Before you were born, I set you apart. I made you a prophet to the nations. So right off the bat, or, or right away, you can just see that God has separated you. He has taken you apart. He has made you different to impact this world in your own unique way that God has put inside of you. But the thing is that, again, we forget we get lost, we confuse our purpose with our passions or our purpose with our callings or our purpose with what we're just good at. And we end up living a life of, of, of yes, feeling like you are fulfilling something, but 
always lacking in something. Um, something that I that I wanted to say is, you know, when it comes to your generation, right, as millennials, or if some of you guys are Gen Zs, or it's always so important to understand um, your own generation. And and right now, one of the major things that is attacking this new generation is the idea of um, not having a purpose in this world of, of feeling like you are meaningless of, of having depression and anxiety come to attack every other day and a very important thing as to why these these um, these curses happen because that's what they are you're not meant to live with depression you're not meant to live with anxiety God doesn't say live in anxiety and live in depression Right. He says that there will be challenges and there will be uh, tribulations along the way, but he doesn't say to constantly live under them. And part of that is understanding that you are you were made more. And you were made with more meaning than just to get a panic attack. You were made for more than just for uh, suicidal thoughts. You were made for more than just feeling like there's no meaning or there's no purpose in your life and god here is telling you that before you were even made before you were even born he already had a plan for you and that goes to the important uh first point or or the crucial point uh which is your purpose precedes your existence that before you ever even existed your purpose was already tied down that your purpose was already connected to you. That God said, man, you know what? I need a Jim. I need a Stephen. I need a Tom. I need a Jessica. I need a Sarah. And right away as he's thinking of these people that he needs, he's saying, you know what? And Stephen is going to be this great, great man who will achieve everything through his purpose. That Sarah is a woman of fierceness and a woman of passion and she will achieve everything through her purpose you see and that's why it becomes so important to understand of why we are made and what our purpose is and how our purpose is already inside of us and we just need to discover it <clears throat> and the final point before we move on into this ministry moment um is the question of why purpose is so important. Why does it matter? Why is it that, um, that you know, it's so important to live underneath um, or, or live understanding your purpose? Um, and the, the genuine answer is because God has an assignment in mind for you and he needs you to discover and accomplish that idea uh, and that assignment that God has for you. You see, you were created with the purposes we just saw it before you were even uh, before you even existed. But your job now in this world is to find it and to accomplish it. In Acts thirteen thirty six, we see David uh, understanding his purpose. It says right there, David served God's purpose in his own generation. And again, you see right there the generational. Because purpose is always going to have some connection to which generation you're born in. Millennials, man, right now you guys are facing 
hard depression and hard anxiety and hard uh, feeling of meaningless. Ask yourselves, why? And you'll find that it's because there's no sense of purpose. There's no sense of meaning. There's no sense of, oh my God, I'm actually making a difference in this world. And the only way that you can find that is through intentional conversations with God. I recommend you guys purchase um, purchase pastor's book. Purchase um, uh, a Bible or purchase some form of, uh, I'm pretty sure on, 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 on the Bible app in your devotional, you can find uh, devotionals that have to do with purpose. But you have to take a step to understand and to discover your purpose. Purpose just doesn't come at you in a silver plate. And I, I genuinely believe that the reason why God doesn't automatically tell us our purpose is because we don't, um, we don't acknowledge and we don't feel the sacrifice that needs to be made in order to understand our purpose. I feel like if you were to just give us our purpose, we'd have this entitlement mentality. We'd have this... Uh, uh, mentality of oh my purpose is so great and so amazing and and yes it is but at the same time it's uh it's also having to understand that your purpose was made with the sacrifice your purpose was made um with with uh with more than just kind of it being handed over to you you need to value your purpose you need to appreciate your purpose you need to understand that only you can accomplish your own purpose and in acts 36 um i'm sorry acts 13 36 as i was saying we see that david served god purpose in his own generation then he died and was buried with his ancestors you see that is the goal that is what we all uh should be accomplishing and should be striving for we should all be wanting to go to the grave right once our time is, is done on this earth, right? Whenever that is. But that once our time is done, we can go to the grave saying, you know what? I accomplished my purpose. My purpose has been fulfilled. I discovered it. I followed through with it. I practiced it. And I accomplished it. That's beautiful. You discover it. You practice it. You accomplish it. And you're done. You know, and, and, and you and you have fully uh, lived. You have truly lived your best life at that point. I currently am in that process of putting into practice my own uh, purpose. Um, I currently am, am also uh, helping others, you know, in that process of, of discovering their purpose and, and that they can also feel that sensation of fulfillment, of of freedom, of of um, of meaning, and uh, and and I just want to urge you guys and and really uh, encourage you guys to go search uh, to go find it in the Bible. It says something so beautiful, and it says, um, "Seek and you shall find; ask and you shall receive." Knock on doors and doors will be opened. Um, and I genuinely believe that those verses um, can be used in this context of purpose. 
that if you want to be intentional and if you really want to find your meaning for existence, your meaning for, for, for living on this world, God is not going to hold that against you. God is not going to hide that from you. God is going to, uh, if anything, open and give you and reveal to you more uh, that has to do with your purpose. And uh, as, as, as I finish up right now, and if you genuinely feel like this message has um, has spoken to you, has encouraged you to find your purpose, has um, <clears throat> has led you to to maybe have a newer understanding of why purpose is so important, um, I urge you guys, you know, stick around. We're going to have a live recording of our ministry moment with, with our very own pastor. Um, and I just ask that in the middle of that, you guys open up your minds, your hearts. Um, you, you receive everything with open arms and that you are able to feel the, the intentionality behind, uh, our pastor's prayers and our pastor's blessings and our pastor and our pastor's covering over you guys and and over this understanding of of purpose, uh, so that you guys can go on your way and also discover uh, why you were made and what idea and what assignment God had for you when He thought of you. Thank you guys so much and enjoy this lovely moment of ministry. Because when I get to heaven. He's going to measure me against my purpose. He's going to ask me, okay, this was, this was my idea for you, Sean. What did you do? Just, just I'm going to give you an example and I close. Let's say that God's idea for me was to have a, let's say, a 10,000 people church. And I just settled in this building. And I just said, you know what? We're okay here. I'm paying the rent. We have a nice building. That's it. Can you imagine that conversation? Hi, Edwin. Hi, God. Hi, Daddy. Who are you? Good, amazing. Did you see what I did? She's going to say, yeah. Wow, I had a 600 people church. Yeah, you did well. But my plans for you were 10,000 people. Uh, yeah, but we were okay in that building. Yeah, but I had the, res the resources for you. I have several buildings for you. I have many people for you. So don't settle for less. If you're supposed to go around the world teaching and singing, don't settle for just to sing on a youth group. You have, pro you have a process, of course. First, you need to conquer these in order to conquer another realm. So dream big because God is a, 
an amazing God. And he has big dreams for you. Pueden venir, ¿quién va a seguir? The worship, whatever. Can, just one second. I'm a, if you can, can you, who's, who's there? <coughs> I promise I'm about to finish. So this is the point, guys. Can you think for a moment in that conversation with God? Because I know I've been teaching a lot on the Father, His mercy, His grace. But I need to tell you that He's just also. Can you imagine that conversation for a moment? No para asustarlos. But, but to wake you up. So can you maybe ask him, starting today, what was in your mind? What was in your mind when you created me? What are your ideas for me? What am I supposed to do? Lord, thank you because I am not an accident. Thank you because I am not just a random person. Another, just another person. No, you have a lot of value. You have a lot of value. Dr. Miles Monroe is one of my, I mean, I, that guy is amazing. That guy is amazing. He already, he wrote 115 books. He died on a plane accident, I don't know, probably seven years ago. And in one of his books, he said something that is amazing. He said, you know what? <coughs> the wealth on earth is not in Saudi Arabia or in Africa where are the, the diamonds mines. It's not in Wall Street. The place where where is the wealth, where where where, como se dice, donde hay más riqueza, are the cemeteries. Because in cemeteries there are many books that were supposed to be written and they and they never exist. Songs, companies, ministries. A lot of stuff. A lot of stuff that is buried there. I was interpreter, interpreter for Prophet Kevin a week and a half ago. And he shared with us about um, an experience. He, God took, it, took him to heaven twice and one time to hell. And he has this vision, this experience, and God took him to, to heaven. And he said that he was, suddenly he was like walking on what he described as a, as a big library. And he was just looking around, 
and one side of the library was half empty and the other one was full. Just it was totally empty, totally full. So and God showed up and and they started this conversation and, and Kevin asked him, God, what is this? And God said, This is this is my library. What this is about? Oh, I'm going to share with you. All these are my plans for my kids. I said, and, and why this one is half empty? Oh, that's why. Because these plans were for the last generation, but they never made the decision to, to took them on earth, to earth. I don't know if I'm explaining myself. So they, they never claimed this. I have here factories, I have books, I have songs. I have so many creative ideas right here by my people. Never ask for what is in heaven for them. And what are you going to do with that? I said, it's just, it doesn't work for this generation anymore. Maybe I'm going to repack that. I'm going to prepare that for the next generation. But this generation, they lost it. So why do we need to wait for unbelievers to have amazing ideas if we have the Holy Spirit inside of us? If my Father is the creator, why I cannot create with him? You know why? Because we don't pray. We don't ask. You are a son. You are a daughter of the creator. And you are entitled to have that kind of blessing at that kind of access to the heavenly father don't settle for less dream big have this conversation with the heavenly father what is my purpose what am i supposed to do why i have these gifts why i am so good doing this eso no es un error Everything you need to fulfill your purpose is already inside of you. You just need to discover that. So I pray that tonight is going to be the beginning of an, an amazing season in your life. Can you close your eyes for a moment? Holy Spirit, could you talk to them? Could you appear in dreams? Could you give them visions? Could you reveal yourself to them? I pray, Lord. They, they, they will pursue they will pursue you Lord until they have an answer they will seek you in the morning maybe at night and you will give them Lord specific and detailed instructions I bless you guys I bless you with dreams I bless you with the assurance that you are a child of God. 
And I pray that any spirit of rejection, abandonment, any spirit against the Holy Spirit will leave your life tonight in the name of Jesus. I bless you with peace. I bless you with hope. And I thank you, Lord. I thank you, Lord. ¿Sabe qué es lo que veo esta noche? Un montón de derrotados. Un montón de personas que just go to church for whatever. And I have this urgency of telling you the worth that you have. But I feel like I'm talking to a wall because you're full of crap. You believe more of, I don't know who told you that you're a mistake. I don't know who told you that you have no worth. I don't know who told you that you are whatever. But please, please, I beg you. I beg you. Have a conversation with the Heavenly Father. Just one. One honest conversation with Him. Give Him a chance. Give Him an opportunity to show you His plans for you. Tonight, you can have just another night. It's up to you guys. And I know I, I cannot understand what you face at home. I cannot understand what you face at school. I don't know what you're facing. I don't know, to be honest with you. What I know is my father, that is your father. And he's good with me and he's good with you. Because this is not about a title. It's about a, a being a son, being a daughter. And if you have received Jesus Christ in your life, you are a daughter. You are a son. You have no less value because I am a pastor. I am a child of God. That's my value. And that's your value. This is up to you guys. What are you going to believe? I just imagine Jesus having these conversations. And he was telling people, you know what? You're looking in the Bible to have a revelation about me. I am here in front of you and you cannot see me. I'm passing in front of your house. And you cannot recognize who I am. Jesus had that problem. Because they were full of crap also conclusions no, this is the way that it is and he came to change everything and I, and I believe that he's coming tonight not just to have another night he's real he's real but there is a moment that you need to open your heart and start believing
You are not your bank account. You are not the car your mom has. That's, that's not who you are. You have value. You don't know how many people, how many wealthy people I know that they're miserable, that they have no purpose. They have, they have, there's no meaning for them. Just another car, just another boat, just barco. Just, just, and they have no purpose in life. And this is my dream. My dream is that you guys don't settle for less. So please make a decision. There's nothing else I can do. Just telling you that your dad is an amazing God. And please, please, tell, please understand something. I am not diminishing your past. I don't know, I don't know your past. But I know the God of your future. I know him. So, who's, who's in church tonight? You? Who's in church? Lucy and you? Lucy? And Paola? I, I just... I just believe that we need from the Spirit tonight. You know what I'm feeling? It's like if my days are counted. Like this was my last sermon. That's, that's my feeling. I don't know how, why I have this burden to let you know that you're not a failure. What are you going to do with your life? I just, I, I just imagine Jesus in his last teaching telling the disciples, you know what, I am not going to be here anymore. But believe in me, I'm going to send you the Holy Spirit. You will never be alone. And he wants to dwell in you. He's real. This is not about a meeting on Fridays. This is not just religion. The idea is to experience a daily God. But guys, you need to make a decision about what is in your mind. You need, to, you, you need to make a decision about reading your Bible. Nobody else is going to read it for you. You need to make a decision about your prayer life. I don't know if maybe you see something on value in my life. I don't know. I don't know if maybe you learned something from my teachings in the past. You know why? You know what, guys? I never went to the seminary. I never went to the college to study Bible. I, I don't brag about that. What I'm trying to tell you is that everything I know, everything I preach, everything I write, 
comes from a relationship with the Holy Spirit. And you can have that too. For your field, for your field, business, law. You want to be a ped pediatrician? I don't know. Art, design, sports, communication, arts. You know, the image I have of God for many people is like when you go to a zoo in Latin America, they have lions on very small cages. And a lion is a big animal. And it's like going this and that, going all the way, just desperate. Because he was not, he was not created to be in an, an environment like that. He was supposed to be in the jungle or I don't know where, how to call that, the wilderness or whatever in Africa, running. And I do believe that that's the God that many of you have, guys. A God on a little cage. That's, that's, that's God for me. That little whatever. I don't know if I'm explaining myself. But he wants to blow your mind. You know what? I'm going to pray for you. And there is one verse in Bible in the Bible that says that Samuel Samuel pray for Saul, and the Holy Spirit came upon Saul. And he was made another man. Desde ese día en adelante se convirtió en otro hombre. Desde que alguien oró por él. Así que voy a creer que el día de hoy va a suceder algo. This is not about falling or not falling or whatever. But I know what I'm going to pray. But have this image in mind. They have an image of me with a big bucket full of water and you as a bucket. But if you come here full, there's nothing that I can pour inside of you. Have that image. If you come here empty, telling God, you know what, I'm, I'm going to empty myself of all the lies, all the conclusions, all the limits that I have in my life. I need you to fill my being with your dreams, with your conclusions, with your truth for my life. He's going to do it. Could you pray for a moment? And when you want, if you want, you can come here and I'm going to pray for you. I'm going to lay hands. And I'm going to pray for you guys. And I'm going to believe that something is going to fall from heaven today. <clears throat> Just hear from the Spirit. Don't hear here, hear here. And start, 
I need you to record this, please, if you can, en un iPhone o en lo que sea. And I need you to start singing, singing from your spirit. And let the Holy Spirit to guide your hands and your voice. Father, I declare an activation from the Spirit today. The Spirit of prophecy, Lord. Songs. Whatever you put in David, Lord, that rest upon Esteban tonight, Lord. Open, Lord, open. Open rivers from the Spirit. Open a new river, Lord. New sounds. In the name of Jesus. So if you wanna if you wanna come, come as you want. Just pray before you come, okay? If you wanna come. But I'm gonna believe for something supernatural tonight. And you guys, you leaders, if you can just pray for them. Pray for them. Pray against strongholds. Pray against the spirit of rejection. Pray against abuse, abandonment. And I feel that As, as Jesus said, you're sons of your father, the father of lies. Eso es lo que siento que está aquí. El padre de mentiras has been governed in your mind for many years. So I declare the spirit of truth in this place tonight. Come on, Stellan, start singing. Tres cosas que quiero pedirles si pueden escribir en su teléfono. If you can open your phone and just write this down. Are you guys ready? So Jesus called Satan the father of lies. Okay? <clears throat> so this is what I want you to write there. What I feel in the spirit is that what I felt when I told you that is that you guys 
have been having conversations with the father of lies. Okay? You follow me? What is the meaning of that? The Bible says that the enemy sent, he sent thoughts. 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 Pensamientos? I'm sorry? No. No thoughts. Thoughts. To our mind. And either we believe or don't believe. Okay? So this is the three, these are the three points that I need you to write down. Number one, what I am hearing, it's coming from God. I'm sorry, it's coming from hell or from heaven. That's point number one. So let's say that you have a, <coughs> a thought of I am a mistake. Is that coming from heaven or from her or from hell? Hello? Are we agree on that? If if this thought is about you're a mistake, what about that one? From hell. Okay? So, question number one. Is this thought coming from heaven or from hell? Question number two. Let's say that you said, okay, this, this thought is coming from hell. So, the second question is, if it's coming from hell, it's coming from the devil or from God? Okay? You got that? Are you writing that? Are you writing down that? Why? Because you're very smart? I'm sorry? Okay, and what is the third one? I'm sorry? But you just said that you remember that I said that. So, what do you think about writing that down? You're not that smart, bro. <laughs> I'm going to be very honest with you. Don't mess with me. Number one, it's coming from hell or from heaven. Number two, if he's coming from hell, it's coming from God or from the devil. Number three, if he's coming from the devil, it's a lie or is it true? Or is truth? You got me? So what do you think is going to happen if you make those three questions when you have a thought in your mind? ¿Me lo puedes decir? You throw it away. But the problem is if you don't process those, those thoughts with these very simple questions, you're going to start believing those thoughts. You're ugly. Yeah. And you, you go to a mirror. Oh, my God, I'm fat. Oh, my God, mira los cachetes. Y mira la nariz. Y mira mi cola. Y mira esto, mira aquello. You're going to start having conversations that you are not supposed to have. So I'm giving you a tool. Because today, just, just, just think about this. Today God is telling you that you have purpose. Or the pastor is telling you you have purpose. That thought is coming from hell or from heaven? 
Okay, if it's coming from heaven, it's coming from God or from the devil? If it's coming from God, it's true or it's a lie? Simple. I'm going to tell you something hard. Just uh, the other day, I finished my teaching. Y entonces se vino una mamá con una hija y me dice, Pastor, can you pray for her? She's real values. Y yo digo, hija del diablo, casi le digo. ¿Saben qué le dije yo? ¿Quieren saber? ¿Seguro? Le dije, ¿y tú eres rebelde con Dios? Y se pone roja. Dice, don't ask your daughter, don't be rebellious if you're rebellious with God. ¿Por qué les digo que esto es difícil? O lo que les voy a decir, porque algunas veces, ojo con esto, esto es, y sé que los papás van a escuchar esto después, así que no me importa. Porque muchas veces un papá que no esté sano te va a decir cosas que vienen del diablo. For many of you guys, the first source of wounds have come from your parents. Are you stupid? You will never gonna achieve anything. Are you dumb? You're fat. O quizás nunca lo has escuchado y te produce a very deep wound. Because silence is painful too. So I'm giving you tools and I, I, I'm praying and I believe in that tonight is a very important night for us. Number one, this thought is coming from heaven or hell. Question number two, is coming from the devil or the father. Question number three, is true or is a lie? Just try to memorize that, okay? I have to use that every single day. I have no money for the building. Okay, this thought is coming from where? If it's coming from the devil, from hell, is from the devil or from God? And if it's coming from the devil, is a lie or is truth? So I just reject that. You know what, Lord? We have the money. You're, you're going you're gonna to supply. You're going to do everything. I'm telling you, that's my life. I love you guys. For real. And I believe in you. And sometimes I can be tough with some of you because some of you guys need a father. Algunas veces he tenido conversaciones con Dani. Con algunos de ustedes. Que sé que no son sencillas. But you need to have that kind of conversations. Not always. Papito lindo, amor, te estoy orgulloso. I'm proud of you. You're my best 
son. Not, not, every, not, not always is like that. Ojo, les hablo de mí como padre espiritual de esta casa. Don't take correction as rejection. You hear that? I am not rejecting you now. I'm correcting you. Why? Because you're a leader. And if you're a leader, you need to take notes. Why? Because there are many people looking at you. Don't take correction as rejection. La Biblia dice que el padre al que el ama, al que ama lo corrige. So, si yo no, if I don't correct you, it's because I don't love you. It's because I don't care about you. I hope you understand this. Okay? Thank you.